can see right now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. Let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboys fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this oh, team. Oh, I've often said that the people who run baseball, they try very hard to ruin it. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it to his face. Oh, Brooklyn. Hey, isn't he? This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Northeast Professional Sports Show. I'm your host, Mac, and we got three other co-hosts in here today with me and a few more to follow in here in a little bit. Uh, right now, I've got Pags, the Philly sports guy who is representing, of course, the Eagles and all Philly sports, but we have him in tonight to represent the Eagles. Underneath me and to the left is Sonia Pearson uh, from all things football from a lady's perspective. And we got Mike Eckel joining us, a new guy. Join us from the Cleveland Browns. They're from the Northeast, so I threw them in there too. And uh, we got... Also, that just popped in at the bottom. His name is CJ. Uh, he has the painkiller as his. I guess that's his. His uh, his new. Uh, I never heard it, heard that before. CJ, what is a painkiller all about? <laughs> it's a long story. One of these days, I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> okay, when we have another, when we have another half hour extended on the show, one time we'll talk a little bit about. It. Of course, he represents the Jets. And uh, Jim Jeffcoat, our two-time Super Bowl champion, will be in representing the Bills. He also talks about the Cowboys, of course. And then we'll have Keith Angle uh, from TGI Sports Talk. He'll be talking about uh, the uh, Patriots, of course, and they, they won, so he'll be happy this week. But we always start off the week with the team with the best record, and it happens to be, again, the Philadelphia Eagles as they beat the Giants 33-25. to they jumped out to a quick 20-3 lead pass. I saw the Philly sports guy was all excited. And then, uh-oh, uh-oh, his own man run into the, ran into the punt returner, fumbles the ball. The Giants get it. Barkley goes in for a touchdown. There's a pick six. And all of a sudden, the Giants are back in the game in the third quarter. And I know Paz was getting nervous. I don't care what he says on the show. I saw the, I saw the, I saw the, the video clips. He, he was getting nervous. And, but the Eagles – Go to the run game, which they should do more of. I don't know why they don't. They start controlling the ball again, and they end up winning the game. A little controversy at the end, Pags, I'll talk about with you, with you later. Uh, but Hurts throws for over 300 yards. Um, Swift has a big game, especially in the second half. And the Eagles right now still, I don't know if they're number one seed or number – are they number one seed now? Or are they are – they, no. are they number – Yeah, we're, we, are, we are not the number one seed – uh, because of San Francisco. Okay. Even with the loss? Uh, even with San Francisco's loss, because we're tied. Okay. So head-to-head, -head, San Francisco has you. Pags, I mean, a lot of the Eagle fans, or I shouldn't say Eagle fans, commentators on the on, on TV, the sports commentators, oh, the Eagles still don't have it together. They, they they got the best record in the NFC along with a few other a couple other teams, but they're still one of the best teams in the in the NFC. Um, you know, they say, well, they don't look the same or they don't look as good as they did last year. And to me, 
if you have a running game and that offensive line, we're not going to talk about hers, just that offensive line in that running game that travels anywhere. And that could, that, to me, you could travel right to the Super Bowl with that running game and an offensive line. I still like you guys to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, it's not all the media pundits because I hear Colin Cowherd loves – he's still talking good about the Eagles. You know, it's always it's always like the Dallas Cowboy people who love, who love trying to talk smack and talk down after they got their butts whipped by Miami up and down the field with Mr. Five field goals. Thank you because I had him on my fantasy team, uh, that type of situation. Um, as far as the Giants go, just to stick with the game – uh, you know, didn't I say that I thought that the 13 points was too much on Sunday? I said that yes. the, the, the Giants-Eagles game, the first game is always a tough battle. And that even though we were up by 20, I knew it wasn't real because the Giants the Giants are, are a tough out for the Eagles. Our season begins when we play the Giants. That's how I that's how I have felt for years. The Eagles season does not begin until they play the Giants. And the Giants are always going to play the Eagles tough. Game 1. Game 2, little different scenario most of the time. But game 1 is always a tough game yeah. between the Giants and the Eagles. And I know that the Eagles have been on the winning side of that for a lot of years. But that doesn't mean that the game's not going to be a tough game. So even when we were up 20 to 3, I knew that the Giants were going to come back. And they did. And you know, they did because of our own fault. Yeah, I mean God. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, 80% of the time you lose the game, you don't you don't win the game. Uh the other team really don't beat you, Pags. And you know, I think you know, I think that Tyrod Taylor was a little rusty. It's his first game back. Took him a while to get warmed up. The Giants seemed to move the ball a lot easier in the second half. Barkley uh, ran the ball really well. And the Giant offensive line pretty played pretty well against that Eagle defense uh, in the second half. You know, I I brought it up before the show, and I'm going to bring it up now. You know, Davis is going down the sidelines, and, and the guy tackled the ball, tackled him before the ball got there, Pags. I mean, it was, it was right there. And that would have let the Giants, I think they would have been first and goal. And that would have stopped the clock. The Giants had no timeouts in that last drive. Of course, the Eagles intercept the ball in the end zone. Um, it To me, I, and I've said this before too, Pags, they may call the game tight in the beginning, but at the end of the game, the refs will let the defense get a, away with a lot more than it does in the, in, the, in the beginning of the game. And that's every game I've watched. You know, I, and I know that when you watch it on TV – they slow it down so that all the all of the people who don't know anything about football can watch every millisecond. So every frame by frame, you get to see it. Truth of the matter is, is that it wasn't as close as everybody thinks it was. He didn't yeah. tackle him. It wasn't like that. It was, you know, it was actually a good play, a good play on the defense. Uh, typically, lately we have not been getting those calls. So it's been, it's been like that across the board recently with that. Now I happened to speak to the referee at the beginning of the game. And, you know, obviously when you talk to a referee and you don't know really what to ask, I, I have no idea what to ask a referee, like how are you going to call this game? 
He doesn't know idea either. You know, what I mean? most say the game's going to call itself. Truth of the matter is, is that I didn't think that it was a penalty. You know, what, what the play that you're talking about, just like yeah. oh, in the for the hail mary, they pushed Saquon Barkley out of the end zone. The moment that he touched out of bounds, he was fair game to push out of the end zone. So he didn't have to. He wasn't in the play anymore because he stepped out of bounds. Nobody says anything about that. But all the Giants fans are still needing their tissues. Hold on. Do I have a box around me? I don't have a box anymore because you guys used them a couple of years ago when I, you know, when we beat you guys uh, or when Washington beat us and you guys lost, uh, you know, the division. Oh, you mean when you put the third string in at the at that last game? I remember it well. Yeah, ah, uh, still crying. See, see, I, I'm, that's why I'm out of tissues. That's exactly why I'm out of tissues. Um, I still, but realistically, I, still I, I, I knew that this was going to be a tough game. I knew it wasn't going to be simple. I knew that if I was a betting man, I would have bet the Giants. As I told you guys on Sunday, that I didn't think 13 and a half points was the right number here. I thought it should be more, less, more like seven, seven and a half. And what did it wind up being eight? Yeah. So, it yeah. Was, so I, I was pretty much dead on with that. I, I felt that the Giants were going to be able to cover the spread. That being said, the Eagles still haven't played their best game yet. And I'm hoping that their best game is to come. Because like I well, said, you got, I Arizona, that- you, got, you, got, you got Arizona coming up with your one of your ex-coordinators there. And, uh, you know, they, they, they played, they beat Dallas because he knows Dallas so well. Of course, he knows your team. You know, Kyle Murray can throw a, a good long ball, Pags, and your defensive secondary is still suspect, especially with Slay being out there. And the Giants did throw a, 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 a big touchdown pass to Slayton. Are you worried about that? No, I'm not. I'll be honest. I think out of every game, out of all the games that they had circled, they had this game circled. I feel that the Eagles feel, and I feel that the defense specifically feels, that they lost the Super Bowl because that their coach now is gave it up. That he was so worried about going and staying in Arizona that that was the reason why he made bad play calls in the Super Bowl. And I think this defense is going to show up big time. Like big, big time against this. I think that the Eagles are going to show like this is going to be one of those games where it's going to be a super blowout. I wouldn't be surprised that they score 40 points on 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 the Cardinals. Well, just between me and you, I, I think the Eagles do have a little problem up front. They seem a little old. They don't get as many sacks. Uh, they got a pretty good running back over there in the Arizona. And Kyle Murray can throw the ball deep. And, you know, I think you got to run the ball. And I, I've been saying this all year, Pax, to you. You guys got one of the best running games in the league, and you guys don't use it enough. And uh, and to me, uh, if you guys use it use it the way you're supposed to use it, I think you guys got a shot at the Super Bowl. Um, I, so anyway, I, and I wouldn't get, be surprised. And I'll, I'll be honest. I would not be surprised if this season, if they've gone this entire season saying, Hey, listen, we're going to show a very specific thing, and then we're going to get into the playoffs and show something completely different. I would not be surprised if they go full run game when it gets into the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised about it at all. That may be, because I don't think there's a lot of teams out there that could stop that. 
maybe maybe the 49ers, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I know Dallas wouldn't be able to. Let's let's talk a little bit to Mike Eckel and his first time on Northeast Professional Sports. Welcome aboard, Mike. This guy's a big Cleveland Brown fan. He was on Sunday show. He says, listen, Joe Flacco is going to is going to help us get to the promised land. He's going to the championship. I mean, I love this guy. I love the show. If you get a chance, look, watch the man cave. Uh, big, big on Twitter. Check him out. Um, check out the show. A lot of energy. And, uh, you know, Mike, you were right. I mean, Flacco throws for over 300, what, 368 yards. I think, I think he threw for Cooper has a monster game, 260 something yards. Uh, you know, they couldn't cover him. And your defense didn't play as well as it did uh, prior to this, but you guys do have a Super Bowl defense. And before I get to you, let's welcome Keith in uh, from TGI Sports, big Patriots, Patriots uh, expert over there. He's been following Patriots since Jim Plunkett was the uh, rookie quarterback over there. Uh, Joe Cap. Called the Boston Patriots, believe it or not. Joe Cap. That's, Joe that's how old he is. You know, he's, he's an old guy. But anyway, we'll get I'm to him and talk about his – We'll talk to him about my boy Zappy. But let's back to Mike real quick. Um, Cleveland Browns do it. They're 10-5. and five. They're first place in the wild card. And Ken – I mean, listen, if you get to play the Baltimore Ravens with that defense – and the rivalry that you guys have, who's to say you can't beat them, Mike? Probably all the Ravens fans. I mean, I, I think we can win. I mean, you saw look, the first game against them, we had DTR, rookie, first NFL start. We get annihilated. I mean, that was bound to happen. Two hours before the game, you're told, hey, go out there and do something against that team. Second game, you know, Watson shows up and actually plays how he's supposed to play, gets hurt, and he's out for the season. But I, with Flacco, with the defense, uh, there's a lot of people coming back here in the next couple of weeks. I, I have no reason to believe that this isn't going to be a toss-up. This isn't going to be some 10-point spread or whatever. I think this is going to be a pick em game, and it, people are going to look. Hey, Flacco may want that win big just to say, hey, I could do it without you guys. Oh, I mean, listen, he's a Super Bowl quarterback. He has experience. He, he seems to have a calming effect on the team. He just kind of, you know, he, he's, he's very under control. He doesn't get too excited. doesn't matter if you're behind or ahead. He's got the same, you know, the same personality. Are you worried a little bit about the interceptions? We talked a little bit before the show. He's throwing two touchdowns. He throws two interceptions. He throws three touchdowns. He throws three interceptions. Uh, are you worried about that at all against a good defense? That's that's a recipe uh, for a loss there, Mike. I am. I'm, I'm worried about that a little bit. Uh, I think this past game, I mean, he had two interceptions. The one was right before half where, you know, Hopkins went out. So they're just fourth down. They're just throwing. He just chucked the ball in the end zone, and that was that. I mean, if you take that away, he played a good game, a good clean game. But, yes, he does have a tendency of trying to fit it and literally – in the smallest of holes and say, hey, it's going to get there. Sometimes it does. Other times it lands in the other guy's hands and he's going the other way. But as as it goes and he gets more repetitions, as you see with Amari Cooper, 11 catches, uh, what was it, two, 265, had the single single uh, game record now for the Browns. That's Them two got a connection. It's unreal right now. And hopefully that continues. Hopefully he can spread the love a little bit. And Joku has a connection with him now. 
But you yes, think Amari Cooper? You think Amari Cooper was happier to deal with Flacco than he was dealing with uh, with the, the quarterback that's hurt? Because obviously, at the very beginning, when he got that, when he got traded there, he made some remarks about how he wasn't really excited about being with um, uh, Watson. Oh my God, Watson with Watson. And and not for nothing. And this is a two part question, but I want you to answer that first one first. You really believe that Flacco and your team is going to beat the Ravens? So I, I first first, then second. You know what's funny is Cooper's come out and even said how much he loves Flacco. He he straight came out, did it at a presser, and straight told everybody. It's different coming from Flacco. The balls are different. Everything's different. And he's just smiling the whole time while he's talking about it. So that probably proves the point you're saying. He does have his issues with Watson. Now, I don't know if that's because of what Watson's gone through or if they have some sort of beef or whatever the hell it may be. But hey, listen, there's got to be something. I, I, I won't repeat what he said, but it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, it was funny. How do you how do you follow somebody who does that to his uh, – <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Those were the exact words. So, yeah. so I can imagine that anybody is going to be better, you know. But I'm going to tell you, Flacco is not the second coming of Bernie. No, listen, I, I, I listen. I love Bernie. You know, Bernie was he was a monster for us. But here, here's the deal: Flacco is tied with the most road wins in playoffs, right? So that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to play on the road. And the whole thing with the Ravens is, is I, it's, I, I think it was more Purdy handed that game away to them. And the defense is the defense. Don't get me wrong. It is. But that offense is literally is just Lamar. What, what weapons does he really have? He doesn't really have a whole lot. You have Odell. Come on now. Odell's on the wrong side there. You have Bateman. Flowers. Well, we've showed we can contain them with our defense already. They don't have Mark Andrews now. I'm pretty sure we can handle handle business. And again, like I said, it's going to be a close game. You're I really do, and I believe we can get it. You're going to be a touchdown or better underdog on the road. Well, then guess what? I'll take the points be. and win the money. I might. I might. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I I'm wouldn't. I'm taking the points and getting the money because I, I, just, I just – Flacco, no, even if we're on the road, that's not a road game for Flacco. He knows that. <laughs> He knows every aspect oh, of that stadium. And you think I those fans are going to come out and just – I mean, some of them are going to be pissed. Others are going to be – hey, at first they're going to clap for him because, dude, that dude did a lot for them. He did more than Lamar did. That would be the yet. only way they would have the similarity is the fact that he knows a lot of those guys. But given yeah. what uh, Lamar just did to the 49ers, who everyone just had on the pedestal at the NFC gods, I am very doubtful at this point. I, again, I can't give that win to Lamar. I give that to Purdy throwing the ball to the Ravens. Yeah, that's true. I, I can't. Twice. I can't totally give it to Lamar. He had some good stats, but to me, everybody's riding him, saying he's the MVP. I, I I can't get that either. I don't think there's one quarterback in this league that's ran away with it. Yeah, I don't think this is a quarterback MVP season. Honestly, I think no, this, there's other, this is the other year to give it to a non-quarterback. Right. This is the year to give it to a non-quarterback. Mac told me it's Bailey Zappy, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> yes, it is. Bailey, Bailey is the MVP for the Patriots. 
But, Mike, you know, the, the biggest concern with me with the Browns right now is the running game. The Browns normally chug out, you know, when you had Chubbs there, you guys eat up the clock. And and right now, uh, who's playing in places? The Chubbs. Yeah, four the guys. Nine. running game is hardly existing right, right now. Um, real quick on, on, yeah, Hunt isn't playing like he did. Maybe it's the offensive line. I'm not sure. Uh, but you're going to have to run, to me, you know, within the playoffs and championships, you're going to have to run the ball. Um, and as far as as far as Purdy goes, that was the receivers mainly dropping the ball. I agree with you. Lamar is not the MVP. His, his, his stats don't show it. His stats are are worse than Jalen Hurts, I think, and 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 worse than 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 Purdy's. If you want to, if you, if you look at Lamar, each other. At the, Go ahead, Mike. Within the first eight nine weeks, Lamar had the same stats as Mac Jones, as many touchdowns as Mac Jones. His turnover rate was as many. You know, he was turning the ball over at a high rate as many touchdowns he completed. He had as many turnovers. So I'm like, man, there's no way you're looking at this dude and saying, Maybe hey. Matt's being a bad deal, I'm thinking now. <laughs> but, I mean, that that was – and that was legit because I looked it up. I had yeah, it on my okay. show earlier this year. I was like, dude, there's no way people are chanting this dude up to be MVP. I'm not buying it. I'm not doing it at all. <laughs> now, you might as well put Baker Mayfield as MVP. I, I mean, would, 24 I touchdowns. You know, eight interceptions, that's... 94 passer rating. I mean, he's got a better passer rating than Josh Allen, Purdy, all of them guys. I mean, so what are we going to do? We're going to put him at the MVP? No, we're not. Because, again, this league likes its darlings, likes its showgirls, like Pat Mahomes. But since Darlene over there has been crying so much and ragging on the NFL for flags and everything going this way and that way, they're, they're kind of pushing him to the side, saying, hey, you better shut up. Otherwise, you're going to be all the way out of here. I'm going to pick a new girl to be in line. Peppermint Patty. <laughs> That's right. So, so, so we've got we've got a. a I'm, I don't know if he's happy or not. You know, he's got weapons. Hot. He, it's a military title he's got there. I don't know if CJ was in World War II or not. I think he. I think he's a little young for that. But he's got weapons. Hot missions. Briefs. I mean, he's and 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 he's also the painkiller. So I'm not sure what CJ. What CJ is 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 all about on the Jets world is what I thought his show was called. Then he corrected me when I when I put it up. There. He said, "No, no, it's weapons." I don't care. So we straightened that it something out. Something when the Jets are the third best team in 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 the in the pool. Wow. <laughs> yes. Isn't it? Wow. Isn't it? <laughs> but listen, we got to give this due, right? I mean, we we got to give the Jets their due. They 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 won a real close game. Got a little nervous at the end when when Brisket was in there. Brisket was in there. I call him Brisket, but it's Brisket. Uh, I I I got a little I got a little nervous there, but you guys went ahead and you and you got the win. Um, the defense played. You know, it was very played uh, turnover football. Uh, your uh, the star of the show, of course, was was Bryce Hall. I mean, the Duke ran for touchdowns. He caught the ball for almost sorry, Bryce Hall caught caught the ball for like almost 100 yards. I mean, that that is that is truly your weapon over there with the Jets. And uh, you know, it's good to see him get going again. But of course, you played the Commanders, CJ. Nothing to get really excited about, but you did win. And listen. That I mean, you can't ask for more. They're still playing hard uh, at the end of the year. Well, during the first half of the game versus the Commanders, um, Jets fans basically got a glimpse of what we all thought the offense was going to look like uh, on a consistent basis throughout the season, which was incredibly frustrating that once the second half started, uh, again, the Jets' defense had no answer for Jacoby Brissett. And that being said, 
because of making the change to Jacoby Brissett and the defense being on its heels, the offense still could not answer. So we saw the same old Jets in the second half of this football game. And again, when it was 28-27, I was actually texting with one of my buddies while I was actually watching the game. And I had said to them that I felt like that the Jets were going to blow this game. And if the Jets were going to blow this game, that there is just no justification for what Woody Johnson said prior to the game in which Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, Nathaniel Hackett, Jeff Ulbrich, their entire coaching staff, their entire front office is going to be returning for the. Uh, hey, CJ. Yes, sir. Who said that first, by the way? Uh, who, who said what first? Who, who? I'm sorry, who endorsed the, the coaching staff and the whole regime first? Before um, Woody um, initially, Aaron Rodgers had done do you, it. Do you think that's why uh, Woody spoke up, though? Well, here's I have an interesting theory, and I want to throw this out there because I'm, I'm very curious to hear what you guys think. Now, one of the things that I feel like took place was maybe Aaron Rodgers actually having to sit down with Woody Johnson behind closed doors man-to-man and saying, look, the reason why this season is in the toilet is because of me. If I didn't get hurt, our season probably would have been different this year. So I feel like you need to give these guys another chance because it's not really fair to really evaluate them on everything being on everything that's happened this year. That being said, I still feel like there's no excuse for not addressing the quarterback situation after Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I still feel like that there is no excuse about not bringing in additional offensive linemen when you saw that your first string offensive lineman was hurt, your second string offensive lineman was hurt, third string started getting hurt, and then now you're pulling guys from the taxi squad and a couple of bums under the bridge to play offensive line for you. And number four, going ahead, again, what I still feel is unacceptable, going back to the quarterback position, You are now going to put all your eggs in the basket of starting a kid that you had all intentions on redshirting and who pretty much you are trying to run out of town because that was the whole reason why you made the deal to acquire Aaron Rodgers. So again, there's still, there's still a lot of things in play, but overall the question that I pose to everyone here on the panel, do you guys think it's possible that the reason why Woody gave the stamp of approval is because maybe Aaron Rodgers did in fact have that one-on-one conversation with him to say, yes, this is, this is my fault. Uh, why this season went in the tank the way that it did. I think it's not possible, but probable. I think it's a hundred percent probable that conversation happened and they wouldn't be back without Aaron Rodgers blessing. Well, well, let's welcome in Jim Jeff Goder, two-time Super Bowl champion from the Dallas I'll Cowboys, also Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. defensive end, and he's here to talk about it. We'll get to him in a minute, but he's got to wait his turn since he came in late again. I don't want to hear about this work stuff again, Jim. You know what I mean? I, 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 the excuse is getting old. If you pay me over 100000 then I'll be on in time. Always, well, you always want a hundred thousand. You you didn't settle for fifty. You want a hundred. I I don't know. See, that's what the problem is. I don't. Yeah, well, I guess. And you know what? I guess all of that consulting to the Cowboys didn't work either, huh? 
Oh, see, he's going to start already. I don't want to start. I Thank you for throwing that out there. Just that, well, that's a, that is what we call a tease, everybody. Let's finish up with the Jets. Listen, <laughs> my question to you is, is if this is true, that Aaron Rodgers, it took Aaron Rodgers to save somebody's uh, job. Uh, to save the job, does that man have way too much power? Is what my my pro- my problem with the Jets is you've given all this man that kind of power, and to me, over there in Jetland right now, you know what it's you know what it is over there, CJ. That's what it is. It's the Twilight Zone right now over in New York right now, and you know I I don't understand uh, a guy having that much power. So. So anyway, what do you guys? What do you guys? CJ asked the question. Do, do you think that's why that their, their their jobs are good for next year? What do you guys think? CJ, I like you cussing yeah. matters, but that's another story. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, the problem is 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 that there's a desperation time with the Jets. They want to win. They want to get to the playoffs. They haven't in a long time. So they thought Aaron Rodgers was obviously the way to go to the uh, playoffs and that was their their ticket and unfortunately he got hurt what the second play of the game with the Achilles and that went out the window and we all know that we all know that and he probably did go in there and say hey you know he fell on the sword because he knew he wasn't going to get injured on it but he knew the Salah and obviously the offensive coordinator Hackett were the ones that were going to be run over on this. So he just probably went in there and said, hey, let me get healthy. Let's do it next year and see where we go. And obviously they still have issues with the offensive line. But to be honest with you, there are not a lot of offensive linemen out there. You can try as much as you want, but there are not. If you don't develop them, you're not going to find a lot on the street. And that's the problem you have in today's NFL. You got to obviously draft them high. And they become a valuable. They become a valuable asset, or you got to develop them, and hopefully they work out for you. So that's the you know, you know, Jim. That's a great point. I don't think there's a lot of developing going on in a lot of areas in the NFL today. I think it's you you get them from college and you just turn them loose on the football field, and and it's a shame. Quarterbacks, wide, I mean, the whole nine yards. You know, and and I know Keith knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, when it comes to his quarterback situation. But question, Jim, your defensive lineman, you had a great offensive line coach, I think, on your team way back when, and they and, and they had it through the 90s. And and maybe there's just not enough good offensive line coaches out there. Well, I don't know if it is. I think it's a lot of the styles they play in often, uh, obviously, in college today because they're not, they never get in three-point stances anymore. They're up and – they don't learn to bend. They don't learn to drive people off. And you see that effect in the running game. You see a lot of it. Uh, the physical nature of the game is taken away. I was reading an article where the Cowboys had their last uh, padded practice last week. What kind of junk is that? That's ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous. They don't hit well, they don't they don't anyway, right, Jim? They don't uh, even hit any. Even when they're cold, no, they're not hitting. No, but that's ridiculous. And that's – how do you get ready to play football if you don't hit somebody? Nah, you don't. Listen, it, you definitely don't. 
So Keith was shaking his head when we we're talking about developing players. And there's, like I said, there's not enough of that going around today. I, I think the offensive coordinators change so mm-hmm. much. The head coaches are changing so much, um, you know, and, and there's nobody there to anchor anything to bring anybody along anymore. Uh, you could say maybe Mac Jones could have been good, or maybe Mac Jones wouldn't have been good, but he sure didn't get a, a, a fair shot at it uh, for, for what happened there in New England. But my boy Zappy, Zapped the Zapped. Zap the Broncos. And the second half, in the second half, we talked about on the show, Keith, it seemed like the Patriots came out throwing the ball instead of trying just to run the ball and and control the ball. And Zappy looked confident, played well, and you guys got a win. So, I mean, uh, what more can you want? Partly, yes, and partly they were forced to throw the ball because they couldn't run the football. They averaged about two yards a carry uh, Sunday. Um, but yeah, Billy, look, he looked good. I mean, I'm, I'm not telling you he's the future of this team. I still don't believe that. I see too many, way too many mistakes. And uh, again, you talked about the Mac Jones situation. I've talked about it until I'm blue in the face. They did him no favors. Maybe Mac would have never worked out, but he never got a shot. That's what really irks me. Um, look, at this team has played hard. I said this, I've said this, but it's what I got to hang my hat on really week after week, uh, similar to CJ. This team's played hard every week. They have not given up. It's one of the reasons I'd be okay if they rolled it back again with Bill Belichick because they haven't quit on him. You hear he's lost a locker room. He hasn't lost a locker room. Watch these guys play every Sunday. He hasn't lost any locker rooms. Um, and that's what I, – I. it was fun to watch them play football this week. They played some efficient offensive football uh, in the second half. Um, the defense has come to play every single week basically – um, and it, again, a lot of these guys won't be around. They're playing for jobs, a lot of them. And, you know, Bailey's played well without a lot of weapons around him. I mean, half the team was hurt again Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. You know, what can you say? There's going to be a new regime. It's almost certain now. I mean, Belichick said he wants to be back based that we heard last week. Now I hear this week, he's telling his assistant coaches he doesn't expect to be back. So I, well, I think it's first, pretty much in stone now. First, Greg, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Greg Wright, big fan of a lot of our shows here. He loves the Lions, um, and they're, they're they're playing really well this year. I, I I don't think I don't feel good for him playing in Dallas to let you know ahead of time, Greg. I think you guys are gonna have problems in Dallas beating the Cowboys, but the Lions sure have changed things around, uh, winning that division. Keith, you got. The Browns next week. We got a Brown guy out here. Mike Eckel from Caveman yeah. is is. We got the Bills. Hey, Big Mike, I got the oh, Jets so got tomorrow. The Bills, my bad. We got the Bills in the uh, Jets. The left. Jets. That's right. The Jets and the Browns. Uh, so listen, this is your chance. Is the Jets defense? Are they going to be all over that pocket quarterback who can't move no more? You know, because he's like sixty years old. What do you think, CJ? I expect the Jets defense to to play this game. But again, because of the amount of time that they have already spent on the field during the course of the season, and given the fact that Joe Flacco does know the Jets defense very well for the couple of years that he was a member of the organization, I expect him to be able to exploit the weaknesses within within the defense, which is their soft over the middle. Now, that also being said, I also feel like that our corners will definitely be challenged because Amari Cooper is going to be out there. Elijah Moore is going to be out there. 
know, David Njoku always gives people people headaches. So but Cooper might not be out there. He's got a heel injury. <clears throat> a heel injury. Well, I'm sure that whatever what whatever backup wide receiver will end up having a career day against the New York Jets. <laughs> and, uh, you know, will, will, will because it always ends up happening. Do you where, think? Do you think uh, the coach of the Browns is going to be able to say, "Hey, I can see a one play drive right here, and uh, call it out right"? <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> He somehow goes to the parking lot and says, I see an offensive lineman and brings him in and they do the job. <laughs> that's Bill Callahan, though. Yeah. That's Bill Callahan really doing that. Well, that's, that's one of the things about Bill Callahan and why I lobbied hugely for the Jets to go out and to sign Bill Callahan. But he was on the staff. That's why, they, that's why they don't pay you the big bucks. Wasn't he on the staff before CJ Bill Callahan? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Rex Ryan was. Yeah. Yep. He was. Yeah. He was. The, he was the offensive coordinator. Um, no, not the. He was the offensive line coach yes. when Rex Ryan was the head coach. Yes. And he was also next in line to become a head coach someplace. Well, you're. That's a good thing. He didn't become a head coach. He's a good. Right. Well, that's because hey, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone can agree on this panel that there are some coordinators, some position coaches that are much better as position coaches than they are at head coaching, uh, better than head coaching. Take Todd Bolts, for instance, okay? Yep. Todd Bolts, horrible head coach when he was with the New York Jets. As a defensive coordinator, one of the best in the league, arguably. His defense helped Tampa Bay win a Super Bowl, okay? So for me, when, 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 when I go and take a look at different coaches, different coordinators around the league, you really cannot – say for any certainty that guy's going to be a great head coach or that mm -hmm. guy's going to be a great assistant head coach. You what? you can't do it anymore. And again, it's because of what we just talked about a little bit ago, the lack of development within the NFL, because now we live in a microwavable society. They want these guys, as soon as they are drafted out of the NCAA, to come in and to pay instant dividends. And when they don't, they are instantly labeled as a bust, and then they are completely tormented and tortured by said fan bases. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's I think yeah. it's utterly ridiculous. And I really think that the NFLPA, and I'm sorry I'm going to say this, and I know Pags is going to give me a hard time. The NFLPA needs to pull its head out of its ass and start bringing back two-a-days. Because otherwise, this game that we love is going to turn into flag football within the next five years. I agree. Why would I say Definitely something about change. that? I don't care about it. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm, I am on that side. No, Byron's not with us today, so we're, we can talk about this. Right, right. right. Yeah, Byron's Byron. the wide receiver. He's doing seven on sevens. <laughs> I read an article that actually said the game is going to be much different in the next 20 years than what we currently see from the pads, everything. Like, it's, it's going to be literally uh, a glorified Version of flag football, for instance, that's horrible. And that's, yeah, well, yeah. Putting yeah. In the what are they putting in the Olympics? That's, flag football. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Awesome. But see, that's Absolutely when the that's when, that's the when you're going to start. That's when you're going to start losing. That's when you're going to start losing losing fans. So let's yeah. let's bring in Sonia with the Carolina Panthers. I mean, you speak about bust, and I've been saying that you know, see, you know that uh, that their quarterback is a bust, but he came up and had a great game, uh, Sonia. Passing for over 300 yards. Green Bay still gets the win. You guys still only got one win uh, for the season. Uh, is Bryce Young going to play the last two games? 
<clears throat> I mean, I heard a rumor. So um, I actually was talking to you guys about that. And good evening, everyone, before the show started. And um, based on the information I'm receiving, he is playing. I have not seen anything that would suggest otherwise. Um, he actually got the um, Pepsi Zero Sugar Rookie of the Week nod this Ooh. week. So he's, um, you know, because he did have 312 yards and two touchdowns, despite them losing to Green Bay, um, 30 to 33 in this last um, matchup that we had, but um, Adam Thielen's giving him the praises and everything. And they're saying that he is now just now coming to his own. So kind of like was mentioned previously, these players that come into the league and, and not to mention, I, I say this at nauseum, the Panthers O-line is not good at all. So you're bringing a rookie quarterback into a situation that's already not ideal with a, a fragmented coaching staff as well and ownership, like the entire setup in Carolina is not conducive for anyone, even as a high caliber um, quarterback to succeed. I, I often hear, you know, about the CJ Stroud versus Bryce Young trade, which will always be compared. And I honestly think if CJ came to Carolina, it'd be a similar situation that Bryce is facing, despite the differences in their physicality and their size. I think it all goes down to coaching and management, and Carolina just does not have it right now. And we will all go down together. That's, 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 that's what they're doing over there. <laughs> but Dan Olofsky you know, said it best. He said we need about 36 months just to get everything together, and that was before we lost Frank Wright. Um, it's it's going to take a lot. Carolina has been in a rebuild position for at least five years. Uh, we've gone through almost as many coaches just ever since the Super Bowl run that we had. Um, they blew the team up. They didn't keep the nucleus of the team together. And that was the beginning of the downfall. And in fact, I was looking at an Instagram post by Trey Boston, former Carolina Panther, that literally was listing out all the weapons we had. And he was literally saying it's, it's almost comical to think every time we had some solid weapons, they were traded away for one reason or another. Yeah, but you also had a unique quarterback. And, and Cam, and just we like had, what's happening in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, these guys are different, and they give you issues because obviously their throw, their running, is a threat. Did you see what he did against San Francisco, the 49ers? But he can throw. He throw. He's throwing better. Todd Monken has done a hell of a job with him. Really great coaches. So, mm -hmm. so real quickly before before you go any further, obviously this is the fourth coach interim regular coach in the last two years yeah. who do you expect yes. to be the coach next year i don't know and I, I don't think they're going to offer chris Tabor the position um the rumor mill was that they were trying rumor. to get harborough out from michigan which right. he's not coming i thought um, Jackson. or what, what's Jackson, offensive coordinator for yes. uh Todd Monken. Uh, Detroit, no? And oh, the no. Lions, yes. Ben yeah. John, he's not coming. He's they, not going to come. He, he, wants no. to come. he yeah. turned no one wants to come. Year, no yeah, one did. wants to come because we have poor management. Let's be honest. I, and I'll tell, no you, one, I'll tell you. No one wants to come. Here's a name. Here's a name for you. Because of the way Tepper's running the organization. Here's a name for you. Deuce Staley. They fired. Pay attention. You know, Watch Deuce that. got fired, right? 
I know he got fired, but watch them bring him back. He has the fire, and he's going to be the only one that wants that freaking job. Well, they were saying they could possibly bring Steve Wilkes back if he would have them because they interviewed him twice and didn't give him the position. Steve got some wins for us last year, and even the fan base is outraged that they would not bring Steve Wilkes back. I, if I was Wilkes, I might tell him to take a walk, but yep. After all that, I mean, they brought yeah. Cam back. They brought Cam back, and Tepper yeah. fired him when he first got. He had him released, and then Cam came on back. So anything can happen at this point. Yeah, I mean, not for nothing. Not for nothing, Jim. If they called you up to ask you if you wanted the job, because yeah. you're the only, you're the only one, one of this group that has coaching experience. If they called you up, would you take the interview? Well, the thing you got to understand about the NFL is it's guaranteed. You're not going to lose money taking the job. Mm -hmm. So somebody's going to take the job because that is your guaranteed salary. If they offer you five or ten million a year, you'd be crazy to turn it down. Yep. So we are paying former coaches right now. No. We are still paying Matt Rule. I know. <laughs> but that's how you look at it. Well, Some guys said, hey, I'm going to make $10 million for five years. They can fire me after the first, and I'll be like, all oh, Frank Wright, Matt Rule, and all of them. Yeah. Hey, you could hire me. You could hire me as one of those assistant coaches. I'll be more than happy to work with you, Jim. We would be, I would at least get that fired up. I'd get them fired up. <laughs> it's all guaranteed. The NFL go. coaches, it's not like college. It's different. They all get guaranteed contracts. So regardless if yes. they coach or it's not, it's crazy. Listen, the, the 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 listen, the college isn't too far behind that either. Jim. No, we're gonna go ahead. We'll, we'll let we'll let Bags go. He's gonna go on the NFC East show right after us on Roku. We love yep. you, Pags. Pags, have a good hey. one, guy. Have a good show. Uh, Remember, Pags. right after us, I'm real. All right, buddy. All right. Take care. <laughs> so there you go. There you go, folks. Pags offered his services as a coach under Jim. So, you know, there you go. Mm -hmm. You've got, you've got, you've got you can definitely get the, the hype. You got Pags. <laughs> you didn't hear that. Yeah. Come and yell at people too. Keith is my offensive coordinator. Yes. Yeah. Hey, there you go. I mean, Luke Keekly, Luke Keekly expressed an yes, interest in coming back. Yeah, as well as Cam, Cam Newton even went out there and said, "Hey, yeah, you know, I'll come and and I'll I'll at least like Pax say get him hyped up." Cam Newton, but I mean, unfortunately, it's not. It's gonna be Newton. more than a morale oh, booster. We need talent. We need talent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the problem with yes, yes. And I'm gonna tell you the truth. You need to take time. When I first went into coaching, I had no idea the hours of it. Because normally you go in, you work out, you go to meetings, but you're home about five. That's not coaching. That's the coaching. You're going to be 11 and 12 at there tonight, looking at the same thing, making game plans and, and all those things. You spend a lot of time coaching. 100%. A lot of guys don't understand that. I honestly think, you know, so, we Jim, played let's, let's... really good considering it was Green Bay and had Eddie P not missed that field goal and we didn't have a couple of penalties. We would have won a game. I mean, it's a, we definitely yeah. were nowhere near what the spread well, yeah, had. I mean, so. Yeah, yeah. so let me ask you a question. And the, re yeah. the, the reason so anyway, so we're, because we, we, no, let's, 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 let's not, CJ, 
CJ, let's not. We spent enough time on the Carolina Panthers. Okay. Okay. We got like so three minutes. Let's move along to the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys and the Bucks. <laughs> well, well, exactly. <laughs> we got like three, three minutes. Everybody had ten minutes. Uh, uh, I had I, it was two minutes. Ten minutes you had. You had ten minutes. Pat took my time. Yes, yes. Everybody's <laughs> <laughs> time. <laughs> Tonya, one of these days I'll get you on my show. But anyway, let's let's talk. Well, yeah, that'll be a big treat. He'll sit there and 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 you'll you guys could swallow in your great teams and your coaches. <laughs> there's a lot to talk about there, CJ. I mean, there is a whole lot to yeah, talk there about. Is. Um. So anyway, so anyway, Jim, let's talk about two winning teams. Let's talk about two winning teams. Dallas Cowboys. They go into Miami. Uh, and they, you know, they can't win away from home against a good team. That's I don't know if it's, that look is at this. Think about this. And you lose no. to Philadelphia. You lose to Miami. You lose to San Francisco. The mistake was Arizona. But you lost to three pretty good teams that are have a possibility to be Super Bowl teams. So I don't see that as a fault. And all those teams are pretty good, except yeah, for Arizona, obviously. Well, let me tell you a problem is you don't have a running game. And when you don't have a running game, you're not going to be able to beat these teams that have running games, Jim. And well, that's the biggest problem with the Dallas Cowboys. Right well, now, Jimmy right? Johnson always said, when you go on the road, you got to bring your defense and you got to bring your running game. Uh, Pollard is a year away from being healthy. Don't fool yourself. He is a year. It's the same thing that happened with Michael Gallup. Those guys, and he is trying but he just doesn't have the health yet. And that's the honest truth. There's no excuse. The kid is trying. And, you know, some to in second and third quarter, C.D. Uh, Lamb disappeared, and that wasn't any fault of his own. There's no excuse. And then at the end of the game, that takes him down. People criticize that, but he got them in a position to win the game. Exactly. Didn't play. If you notice it, Michael Parson, they've had four sacks in the last four games. And Michael Parsons, everybody talks about his greatness, but he does not take over games. I know they're going to say everybody gets held in the NFL. My coach used to tell me, Bush Davis, if you're getting held, it's your fault. It's not the offensive lineman because that's what yeah. you So I don't give me the excuse you're getting held. You figure out a way to beat it. And that's just the reality. And there's nobody else Jim, me, that's up. Jim, let me, ask you, let me ask you a question about that. There's a lot of things that defensive linemen used to do. I don't know if they still do them or not. Uh, being pass rushers, they would box. They would take martial arts uh, to get their hands he, he really did. quick. Because you're going to get held. Yeah. And he, and did. he did. He and he's the, still not – he still he can't took, break Yeah. No. But he's not – and, he, you know, he's actually bigger than Lawrence Taylor. But who are the successful ones? They're bigger guys. I mean, they're in the 270, 280 round. Chris, um, the kid from uh, Kansas City, Chris Jones, is 300 pounds. But that's a Jones? little bit of yeah. Quentin Williams for the Jets. These are bigger out Big because they yeah. have to be. And I'm not saying they're – T.J. Watts is still a big guy. Yeah. And that's the thing. You can't run around people all yeah. the time. Yeah. You gotta well, sometimes you gotta run over them. That's my Miles that's Garrett. The truth right now, you you right now Miles Garrett because he's big enough and he's athletic yeah. enough. 
Well, right now you guys can't run over anybody in Dallas, uh, and I think that's going to be a big problem for you going into the playoffs. Let's talk a little bit about Buffalo. Kind of, kind of running out of time, so I want to get to Buffalo. Buffalo uh, barely sneaks by the the Chargers. Maybe they took them for granted. They really didn't get started did. into I, the you know I into the second you, quarter. They came all the way from the West Coast to, uh, excuse me, the East Coast to the West Coast. East Coast. And they were another team that was playing late at night. That affects your body. Basketball players do that all the time, but football players don't do that very often, go across coast to coast. Uh-huh. And it, it disrupts you more than you think. Because you think about it, on the West, they played at 715 here and uh, 815 back east. So that's a three-hour time difference from the east, western New York to L.A. Your body clock is right. telling you, I got to go to bed and get some sleep. <laughs> that's what it's telling you. That's the truth. Because I've been through that when I played at Buffalo. We played but it, for a Seattle team, and they beat us up there, and we were way better than they were. I was ready to go but, to sleep. But by the again, sleep. they still won in that. <laughs> well, well, Jim, you you did that in the past at Buffalo in a few games. But anyway, the what I'm what I'm saying is that you know in in, in those in those in those games, you Some know, people, in those games, there's always going to be hate. They did win. Know, and that's win. But yes, what now? They did win. So, so anyway, Jim. Yes, they did win. They did win. So that's the big thing. They're still alive in the wild card uh, in the playoff picture anyway in the wild cards. I think they're three three or fourth uh, or whatever in position there. Yeah, so uh, control I, I sure it wouldn't. Uh, I sure. <laughs> Here's Jack. There you go, Jack. I knew Jack would get you. That is true. That Jim. is true. And if the, the Ravens going to San Francisco, what did I say last week? The, uh, what did I tell you about uh, the Ravens? Cincinnati did the same thing, though. That's the same thing going east to west. Cincinnati went over there and whooped their ass. So. Yeah. But what did I tell you about the Ravens? They have possibly the best what? linebackers. <clears throat> Those two have the San Francisco and the Ravens have the best linebackers in the NFL. Raquan Smith, Smith. guy. And they played <laughs> like nobody's business. Bunch of weapons. And, well, they, and we all said, Jack said it too. It's hardball. Well, let me let, it's underrated. Did say that. Well, let yeah, me let me let me say this before we go, because we're getting near the, the end of the show. We're, we're near the end, so guys, so I gotta wrap this up. Jackson is so overrated, and it was showed oh, Sunday or Monday. <laughs> when the referee, when a referee tackled him for a sack safety, that's it. He's no longer in the MVP <laughs> conversation. <laughs> you, I gotta say. you got like sacked when, by a cheerleader when you were the when quarterback. The ref tackled <laughs> him. He was trying to get sacked, though. Yeah. Uh, that, that was that was you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the 49ers only offensive reasons, point. <laughs> it, it was what? it was for a <laughs> different reason, Jim. That that was a female. So anyway, we're not going to get into that here. Uh, the HR department on the show. Anyway. You guys, thanks for everyone coming in. I appreciate it. Yes, right, exactly. So so everybody, thank you for for joining us. Thanks, Mike, for coming in for your first show. As always, you guys did a great job. Mike, and uh, up after us, and it's the a heck of a year. 
Hell yeah. Thank you. I appreciate bringing me Yeah, on. they are. And, and, and followed by that, J&B talking shop. And then Sonia comes on and does her thing at nine. So bang, bang, bang. We got a three shows for you right after this on Roku channel. Everyone have a great, great time, great day. And stay with us. Stay with us on the Roku channel. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great night, everybody. Have a great night. Good night. Good night. Take care, everyone.